0: Welcome everyone to the Last Video Store Clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over, but searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the Last Video Store Clerks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is that?
0: Well, you know, I went from a week-long vacation to being sick for half a week and still clearing it all out. The only thing we really watched was uh we watched the last season of Dead to Me with uh Christina Applegate. Oh, yes. And, and it's got has, the girl from Freaks and Geeks, right? Yeah, and Christina Applegate has MS now and she's like Yeah, I saw her, she her, looks like a Hollywood star. Yeah, but uh they did it anyway. Good for her. It's badass. No, she's a trooper, man. It was good. The story ended up really It was a good one. Once a Bundy, always a Bundy. Cyclops, so good. (laughs) He's so good. Did you watch that show? The first one or two episodes? That was the only thing, really. I didn't have time over Thanksgiving to watch anything, except the movie we watched today, because there was just football on there the whole time, and I'm not interested. But I stare at it. You're like, no sports. Uh, I would watch a hockey game. Yeah. I like hockey a lot. Okay. but uh, No football. Yeah, and I won't seek out watching a hockey game. Like, if somebody was like, Do you want to go to one? I'd be like, Sure. Well, and soccer's going real hard right now. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, and that's as hard to watch on TV as hockey. I would rather go to a hockey game, too. Because seeing one on TV, like, where's the book? <laughs> I don't know where it's at. <laughs> They've who got has the heat it? streak? They've got the streak. What do you do? I'm just watching the big guy who can't skate. Just follow the He's streak. He's definitely going to hit someone. The goon is gone. No <laughs> more enforcers. I know. To be honest, if you could watch LARP. <laughs> I would rather do that than watch sports. You go to like a LARP match? Yeah, although I will take a nap to golf. It's good. I used to, uh, I never really watched NASCAR. But NASCAR, if it was an afternoon, also good to take a nap. If
1: you just put that on, that noise.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amniotic <laughs> thrum.
1: It's like a womb. It's like a Rammstein song. Um... <laughs> Like I said, I had a fucking week-long vacation, then I got sick. I had lots of time for the movies. Yeah, you're always sick. Unless, I know, it's going to be once a month now I get a cold. It's weird. I was inside for too long. I'm I'm chalking it up to that and having a three-year-old. Between those two things, just immune system is shot. It's just not what it used to I used to get sick once, and it was always like summertime. And every now and then I'd get sick in the winter too for like three to five days. But lately, last two years, maybe six times a year, I'm sick. <laughs> like no <laughs> shit no but i watched a lot of shit watched the good nurse jessica chastain oh yeah is that good yeah and a uh, little weird fucker little weird fucker yeah <laughs> i don't know what you mean i don't even like to say. <laughs> just you know he he's in the good nurse with jessica chastain weird fucker little but weird fucker oh, eddie so redmayne eddie redmayne oh okay. yeah he's just creepy he is a little creepy he plays he, but he plays a great role sometimes like this role he
0: was great in it creepy little guy yeah, he was really good in Jupiter ascending.
1: Well, so this was based on a true story. Well, <laughs> didn't nef- catch that. <laughs> no, no. No, <laughs> no dogs on rollerblades. No rollerblades <laughs> that make dogs. Even- they're like rocket shoes. What are they? Are they rollerblade rocket shoes? I could just remember his gun barks. Yeah. Wait, it was more like a. I can't do it with my throat. Oh my um, God, it's the worst. No, well, that was based on true story, so in true Netflix fashion. I knew
0: Jupiter Ascending was based on a true story. <laughs> I know, Mila Kunis is just way too believable. She's the queen of bees.
1: And she had no idea. Like a modern-day Cinderella. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> Who thought that was a thing? So Netflix puts out Capturing the Killer Nurse, the documentary behind. Oh, so you watched that too? You went w- down a hole? I watched, yeah, the the fictional like retelling, then I watched the documentary. Eh, you know certain things were changed for our entertainment
0: did you like the documentary better than the movie i liked that i did it movie than documentary god if you grew up like 20 years ago you'd be like our dad's just sitting in a chair watching the history channel talking about world war ii yeah
1: did you know this about the german subs <laughs> come here check out <laughs> Come watch this with me boy it's called a howitzer but uh yeah the guy's name was uh charles cullen Probably one of the biggest mass murderers in American history. Really?
0: They're, okay, spoiler.
1: They're saying it could have been as high as 400 people murdered by this guy working How in How do hospitals. I not know
0: who that guy is?
1: A lot of people didn't know about it. And then the hospitals, part of the reason this kept happening is because they'd find out something was weird. But the hospital didn't want to take the shit for it. So they'd just get rid of him. But then they wouldn't give him a bad reference. So he would just go to another hospital and keep doing what he was doing.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, there's some nurses like that. Dude, this shit happened from like some. the '80s to the like uh, the early 2000s. That's crazy.
1: Huge time, dude. So, what they say somewhere, let's say 30 to 40, he's claimed, but they're saying it could have been as high as 400. Did you watch any regular movies? A ton of regular movies. Um, Old People, a German horror movie that was on Netflix. Oh, I want to see that. I've been wanting to see that. So, Old People was pretty fucking about it, dude. There wasn't a lot of holding back, and it was. It was grisly, like it was fucking. There were gross scenes, like good gross. You were like, "Oh, that's fucking yeah, that's crazy old people right there." The saliva. I mean, they nailed it. I keep looking at Terrifier
0: or Terrifier Two. Yeah, they I keep saw Terrifier, it. but like, see, I, I don't saw, know if that's
1: what I like. I saw a German horror movie and I was like, "Give it a shot." And it was dubbed. I'm like, "I'm fine with dubbed right now." You know, it was a little late. Didn't have to strain to read the subtitles since I'm an old man. Worth it. All we'll right, get I'm into gonna it. do it. Just worth it. Um, watched Lou. It's got a Allison Janey crazy chick. She's kind of funny. You know how I love Drop Dead Gorgeous? She's the mom's friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like an equalizer, John Wick, almost. Not John Wick, really. Just she's
0: got skills. Oh, yeah. Like a Taken thing. Yeah. She's got okay. a
1: particular set of skills people not everybody knows about.
0: Is it a I Was in Hiding setup? Yeah. Okay. It Based in the
1: 80s in like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it had our boy. Uh, I feel like we could make a series out of that. Uh, what was his name? Logan Marshall Green. He was in Prometheus Devil Upgrade, the guy from Upgrade, that guy was in it. He was he was the bad guy. He's also in the invitation, isn't he? Yeah,
0: I put that on there. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll be getting to this Which week. Which
1: we'll be getting to. And I did like that. Or not that this did. week, but this month. But so I mean, if you're like if you're older and you just like an action movie with a little bit of suspense, very transparent storyline, if you know what you're looking at. Um oh, well yeah. But I love her, so I, I watched it. It is what it is. Significant Other. Fuck yeah. Significant Other. That's the other. guy who directed Villains. That's him, right? Uh-huh. Okay, and it's got
0: Plop from the uh, American office in it.
1: Um, And the chick I recognize from some stuff,
0: won't get into that, but I'd say worth it. Mike, uh, what's her name from Villains in it, right?
1: Oh, shit. That's her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's why she looks so familiar. Yeah. Extra familiar. Um, I think we talked about it that that was his, the movie that was coming out.
1: great as well in the woods but not a found footage it almost looks like it's going to be a found footage but it's not and in the cast it says like two names you're like oh this is about these two people in the woods not a ton you know not too far off from that but not the case not found footage and uh i don't know is it aliens <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking aliens <laughs> okay and then uh, i watched x finally watched x Good. Yeah, yeah, X was good. I loved it. It was great. I um, it. You know, I love the throwback. Good cast.
0: Everybody did great. Loved how gross it got in there, too. It was really gross. It was gross. And uh, because it was her uh-huh. in both those parts, <laughs> Kelly was like, uh, and I was like, I mean, it, it's still a hot girl dressed like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. Still pretty gross. Though. So glad I had time for that. Got it off the list. Have to see Pearl now. I'm waiting for it to come down from the advanced Price twenty dollars. Yeah. I'm not paying twenty dollars. But...
1: Well I did have two rewatches underwater, Kristen Stewart. Fuck know. yeah. It was it was good though. I like oh, that I dig one. It. I kind of feel like that one should tie into the whole
0: Cloverfield JJ Abrams thing somehow. Some point do a series of undercover Lovecraft movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's a Lovecraft movie. And this one's
1: just right there. The other rewatch was Elite Battle Angel, Robert Rodriguez. You rewatched it? Yeah. Wow. All right. And then I was just, I was like, well, what's up with the sequel? All Up in the air, man, and apparently the script
0: hasn't even been green lighted, so it's looking like it might not be
1: a thing. Uh, you can't
0: make anime, there's like a curse to it. Like, if you make an anime movie, uh huh, then it never comes out that's satisfying for the people who like it, who like anime. But if you just watch movies like I do and don't watch anime, yeah, you're kind of you in the yeah, you're like,
1: yeah, once you get past the teen angst, just like the 100.
0: Um, <laughs> that's how I measure things. Like, I'm like, if I can get over that, I can get over anything, yeah, I, I can give this a go. Like, I really enjoyed that after I let my shit go. Mm-hmm. All of my, like, stuffy, judgmental bullshit and well, really and, uh, got into it.
1: We, we've talked about the Sasquatch before, how I've found a
0: couple found footage movies. They mm-hmm. seem
1: interesting. Kind of creepy if you get there. Watched a documentary about Bigfoot. This it scare you? Well, it's called Hunting Bigfoot, and it's more about the people who are hunting Bigfoot. Like this man in particular, John Green he had a clothing line in the 80s so the, the point of this documentary was like is this man okay well, what caused him to believe he saw oh, that's this cool. bigfoot and then it's like he he's like i've never really hung out with these other guys i think i think they're full of shit and he's british but he's been in america forever but yeah he basically lost millions in his business lost his wife gave up everything he sees bigfoot in the woods so that's his passion now so Go God, that's where he goes he lives in the fucking woods almost but like he has a girlfriend who he stops by our house and showers. But it turns out she's just a little free going. She's hooking up with one of the other Bigfoot guys in a different scene. And it's like, this chick just likes to hook up with these older Bigfoot gentlemen. And she looks younger than them. And it's just like, whoa, fucking Washington is weird. Oh, Uh, that is bizarre. But yeah, it's about this, like basically these two guys who really, they're looking for Bigfoot and they have their stories. And this one dude is so gone at times. You're like, you see where they're going with this damn that hurts to watch i'd never seen a bigfoot documentary like this done and i think that's why it, it had a pretty good rating on like rotten tomatoes and imdb it i've was...
0: told you to watch it before but there is a murder documentary surrounding a bigfoot sighting i've told you to watch it this dude had been it, he was he's this investigative journalist who like infiltrated the clan and all this stuff he went oh, undercover man. and uh he like had this bigfoot story from way back when he was a kid he was working in mendocino county and then he was like let's look into it and he uncovers like a murder it's crazy holy fuck yeah that I mean, was like covered with bigfoot and it's <laughs> so it's all about like the dangerous weed culture in like the 90s uncover all this stuff and people are not happy about it
1: well because yeah that's part of like what is it the golden tri- or the triangle or the yeah. diamond or whatever it's fucking like four episodes
0: you'll love it okay oh i was like hooked i watched the whole thing in one sitting i i couldn't get up oh yeah this one was just different and it was sad it, it got deep
1: and then there were like some a little twist oh there was a little twist i like that, that. Was a little more bigfoot related outside of that finally watched barbarian
0: god you just got everything in you need a staycation is what you need
1: that's what i need imagine if i did this much while doing things in sick imagine if i just watched movies this is over 10 anyway barbarian good didn't see it going
0: there i thought for sure it was without spoiling anything the scariest part to me was when they first uncover it just that it kept going like just that it was there and everything about it the number of bad decisions made and then how crazy and like uh me smiling i got towards the end you know where i was like i can't fucking believe it's gone here it just yeah
1: like, a lot of bad decisions led to a lot of crazy shit.
0: Yeah, Justin Long doesn't make good decisions, just as a general rule. Like, don't pretend to be a walrus. <laughs>
1: Last one that I want to mention, dashcam. It was kind of a found footage streaming Yeah. One, but the main character is, like, a conservative who's, like, anti-mask. Dude, the main person that who streams be on her phone. And when you look at the reviews, they're like, is she like that in real? Like, people were so jilted by her performance. They were like... She's so fucking annoying. And I'm like, means it was working. But it kept getting creepier and fucking creepier. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? It was, I'll say paranormal.
0: I feel like the movie we watched today appeals to your uh, found footage-ness. It was close. It's got the shaky camera and stuff. Because today we start our dinner party series. Dinner party. And uh, so we're going to do a different dinner party movie every week for a month. So today we did Coherence. I think I've watched this movie four times. And uh, I enjoy it the same every time. It's really weird. See, I, I told you I watched it recently.
1: And I'd probably seen it, what, once or twice before? Once, maybe twice? I was really trying to hang in there in the last 20 minutes. Like, I was dozing, dude. I was going. But I was staying in there. But once I turned it off, I was like, you need to
0: rewatch that. Frank I has went, a narcolepsy.
1: I went back to 15 minutes in and watched it from 15 minutes to oh, no
0: So I kind of watched it twice in a row. I'm not going to lie. I almost watched it again yesterday because I was like, I feel like I'm going to find something else. That's part of what made me do it is I started rewinding it and
1: I'd, there'd be a part that I was a little gray on. So I'd be like, well, let's just clear this up. But then as soon as I
0: get to that spot, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. That's right before this. Just fucking hit rewind more. It's, it's such a crazy nut. And the reason we like dinner party movies so much, I think, is the amount of tension in a one scene movie. It has an effect on you because they're bouncing from that many people and trying to balance it. And they're all in the same room. This one is fucking crazy. I
1: forgot how good it was. I'm not sure if the first time I watched it, I completely understood after watching it kind of twice in two days recently. I feel like I missed a lot. I wasn't putting all that the mixing together. I wrote down a lot of like questions this time since I was actually like taking notes. I know. I think I took notes just to remember where I realized or where I got confused about things.
0: (laughs) Coherence is a pure dinner party movie. However, we've chosen to place it first in the dinner party series because the mechanics of this dinner party movie are quantum. If we don't cover this one first, we won't have time to discuss how it's a dinner party movie. All the other movies I feel like have simpler. Oh no, th- yeah, this one definitely has this one has levels.
1: There's levels here.
0: And I knew that I, I felt like we should do this one first. But once I started doing it, I was like, Oh, oh yeah. we we're, we're gonna This one probably has the most abstract plot. And I feel like the only way to summarize it, like the usual way that we would, to give you like a blow by blow to get you to understand it, I cannot stress enough that you should watch this movie. This is one of my favorite science fiction movies of all time. I just happened on it. Amazon kept suggesting it to me. I kept thinking it
1: was Gillian Anderson on the cover, so that's how it finally got
0: me. I remember texting you in Olympia. Yeah, I think it, it was on like, the old list and I think I, I
1: thought it was Jillian Anderson. So I was like, oh yeah. And then finally I tried it. I was like, that's not Jillian Anderson. It does kind
0: of look like her. They do that on purpose sometimes. All of the people in this movie, I looked them up and I would be like, oh, I think you've been in stuff that I And now I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. Except for old Xander. It might be really boring if I gave you a blow-by-blow of the movie, so I'll give you a really scattered version. Eight friends living in California on the night of Miller's Comet passing overhead reunite at the home of Mike and his wife Lee for an evening of food and wine. The film opens with Emily pulling up to the house while talking to her boyfriend Kevin on the phone when the screen inexplicably shatters in her hand. He has invited her along to a business trip in Vietnam, though she is hesitant to leave. Also in attendance are another couple, of Beth and Hugh. Last to arrive is Amir who brings Kevin's inappropriately flirtatious ex Lauren, who immediately makes things awkward by bringing up the fact that Emily is the understudy to the lead in a ballet that she wrote and choreographed. I feel like that's maybe the most important part of the story. She's going to be our main character. After the meal, as the guests sip wine, the power goes out, Mike busts out boxes of glow sticks for light. Choosing blue. They find their phones don't work and the internet's out. Everybody's phone is broken. They notice the whole block is out except for one house up the street. Hugh and Amir decide to go to the lit house to ask to use their phone. And when they return, Hugh has a cut on his face. And they have a box they found containing a ping pong paddle and pictures of each of them with a number on the back. Amir's picture appears to have been taken that night, though no one has yet taken a picture of him. Hugh's upset and tells everyone when he looked in the lit house, it was this house, and the table was set for dinner. He writes a note to leave on the other house's door, but before he can finish writing it, somebody approaches the door and sticks it to it. They deduce that the comet has split the street into diverging realities. Beth is accused of spiking the food with a vial of ketamine she brought. Mike becomes afraid that the other version of himself has started drinking again and is plotting to kill him, and so he has to kill him before he kills them. Lori makes a move on Kevin and the hallway another trip outside the group sees themselves across the streets the Amir and Hugh that have returned are revealed to have red glow sticks, and they take the box and they leave Emily goes to the car to get a ring for some reason she runs into another Kevin and he like slinks away into the darkness because he realizes it's not his Emily Emily returns and then realizes the house she left isn't the house that she has come back to she confides in Mike that they may be at the wrong house but he has started drinking and now says that they should just stay put Moments later, another Mike bursts in and beats the shit out of him. Emily flees into the dark looking for a reality that is on a better path than the one she just left and stay until the comet passes, even if she must take the place of another Emily. Coherent stars Emily Foxler is M, Maury
1: Sterling is Kevin, Nicholas Brendan is Mike, Lorraine Scafaria is Lee, Hugo Armstrong is Hugh. Elizabeth Grayson is Beth. Alex Manugian is Amir. Lauren Maher is Lori. The movie was filmed in five nights at director James Ward Burkett's home. There was no script, but each night the actors were given a paragraph that they could not show each other about their characters' motivations for the night. Alex Manoushian, Amir, co-wrote the outline and worked as a plant to keep the plot on track and to hit each scene's goal. The film premiered at Fantastic Fest in 2013.
0: I think it's crazy that there's no script for this movie. Because it's so complicated. So complicated. And I had trouble finding a hole. Well, so that's why... So Amir also... Co- so he was like a plant to keep things on track. He knew the summary, what was going to go on. And I read that the director wanted to keep everyone's reactions pure. And he wanted everyone to talk over each other. That's,
1: so like as a creator, you're in there as an actor trying to keep the other characters being played in line. That's fucking nuts. That's deep. And that takes some control. What's you crazy really
0: is these aren't high-level actors no none of them mm-hmm. and they're great in this because they're just being themselves most of them almost have their own names hugo is hugh and it's probably so they don't fuck up and call each other the wrong thing five nights i can't believe this movie was made in five nights it's crazy i wonder how many glow sticks they went through oh probably so many glow sticks. <laughs> So, and it's
1: like, you wonder like, well, well why did, what if there were more colors of glow sticks? But that almost adds to it that well, there that's were the only three they, colors of glow sticks. Even
0: at some point they cover the multi-factor, like it's a multi-factor yeah, authentication cause thing. just Because you see a red doesn't even mean it's that red anymore. Millions of possibilities. Also, did you feel like there was time displacement between there had to be? Definitely because... If he's writing the note and then the note is put on the door
1: while he's writing it. Well, not just that, but let's just say towards the end when somebody explores a little bit further all at once. Yes. You're almost like getting further, 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 further back in the timeline as things start to happen in the evening. When she was going door to door, she was so far back. By the time she picked a
0: spot. That's all I'll say for right now. Because I'm not ready to get into the end yet. I feel like it's important to at the top talk about just what it is. You see multiverse movies all the time now. Everyone is pretty used to them. But this one is very well thought out. And uh, what I kept wanting to try to figure out every time I watched this movie is where are the divergent moments happening and whether they're so simple or if they're something else. I like the dinner party setup because I don't think a dinner party movie necessarily has to be all dinner, but it does have to be contained to the party. And this one never leaves the room. At most, it goes to the hallway or the yard, maybe the bathroom for a quick sec. But you don't see much of the house.
1: No, I was actually confused as to, like, where she was napping. What's her name? Uh, Beth?
0: No, Lee. Lee was napping? Lee was the one napping. Okay, I thought it was Beth. Beth was the tall blonde, right? Yeah, I think so. I think Lee comes back with the glasses. It's hard to keep track of this many people. Yeah, Lee was taking a nap. And I think that built the tension up. Like, wait, where's that person?
1: Where's, <laughs> where'd he go? Because once you start realizing, oh, people aren't who they're, they might not be. People aren't who they might not be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um you're like, oh, well, why are they keep splitting up? There, where was so-and-so
0: in this scene? It's a
1: good thing we just watched Clue.
0: Yeah, that's a good <laughs> dream. I think that the best thing about this is that a lot of these dinner party situations, it's very simple, just don't do that. But in a group of people that big, You're not going to get that.
1: Well, and so they start by going outside and that's where people start getting mixed up because that's where it happens. And then they mention that there's the darker space that has an even different effect than just going outside. Oh, do you think just going outside
0: caused some of the...
1: Just going outside was enough to disorient, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, maybe you didn't go back to the same house at all (laughs) in some situations. I'm just saying that's a hypothetical, you know, so many things were changing house to house. And that's the thing. At the beginning, we think, oh, there's two houses. Yeah. There's us and just our opposites. But then when you're talking about a multi-dimensional or time-driven space, then you can't even say what it is. Each house, probably each character, is reacting differently. Because each one is a different possibility, so everything's different, even if just a little bit. It could be the most minuscule change
0: between all characters at each house. How do you think that when Hugh left and he came back with the different ban- the bump on his head? Oh, well, multiple ones got the bump on their head. Uh-huh. Just the one said he fell down. We don't know about the other one, but it felt fishy anyway and then with the time being off some amir and hugh come back to the house with blue glow sticks well was it just a ploy like were the
1: real hugh and amir kidnapped and their ploy to get in was oh yeah i bumped my head
0: well the only person we're really sure is the original is emily because she's our window i'm relatively confident that we stay with emily the whole time just that emily i had a moment towards the end in one of the bathroom scenes where I think we may have lost our Emily. If you really
1: think about it, because there's a spot where she takes out one of the M's and then when she comes back in, there's one that's struggling. And then after that, something else happened that made me think, well, after that one that was struggling,
0: was that the same one? See, it's really hard. It was that like giving them like a number, a designation. I think that the the biggest setup of the movie as far as overall story goes is when the ex-girlfriend brings up that she was a ballerina and that she almost treated her like she was submissive. And then she was dismissive of her being hesitant to go to Vietnam. She was just like kind of belittling her because she gave up her ballet. Some other lady got picked and was famous for her ballet, for her work. She wasn't sure she wanted to walk away from being the understudy and it was her work. And I think this movie was really like about that Emily taking charge.
1: But then getting a little out of hand.
0: It got out of hand, but (laughs) yeah, it had to. Well, yeah, you're just jockeying for position at that point. It paralleled that thing where she was carrying that weight of somebody else took my life. And she was like, I'll take it even if it's from myself. Yeah. Fucking goddamn. But you have to have that in a dinner party movie, a little bit of a a conflict when you arrive. And I don't think the rest of these movies are going to be a little bit more from... Like, Laurie is sort of the outsider of the group. Mm -hmm. Emily feels real comfortable, like she's seen all these people recently. But I think that as we go through the rest of the movies, it's mostly going to be from the outsider's point of view, or estranged person. Yeah, and not all of them have to deal with a comet passing by, causing
1: warps in the continuum. No, and
0: that's why we picked all these. They're all very different. Totally different, actually. I don't know, I haven't seen Silent Night. Did you ever see... I've talked about it on the podcast before, but the... The monsters are due on Maple Street, the Twilight Zone episode where the power goes out on the block. No. One of the neighbors has built a bomb shelter because this is like post-World War II. Yeah, yeah, Cold War shit. Yeah. They all turn on that guy. To get the bomb shelter? No, just why are you prepared for this? Oh. They become real suspicious of one another. And I think that this movie has a little bit of that DNA in it. I think at the end of that episode, it ends up being the aliens turn the power off just to see what happens, how they turn on each other. (laughs) Like an experiment? Yeah, like the aliens didn't do anything, but they're like, one of you is an alien to their neighbors. But I like to see a whole group of people that are old friends turn on each other when they get stuck. Because usually you're stuck. And normally it doesn't take very long for people to
1: freak out these days. (laughs) These days, for sure. All these movies lately, this one was, what, 2013, but already, what, they were together hours and this shit was going down and they were all starting to lose it, even in the different dimensions
0: or whatever. That's what I was saying about, like, uh, dinner doesn't have to be that big a part of the movie. It's just we all have to be here for this. It's a gathering of friends and family. Friends or family. I've never been to a dinner party. Have you ever been to a dinner party? You're married with children. I think we, I want to say yes.
1: That like wasn't not a, a holiday one or not a holiday
0: one or anything like that. Like somebody was having a dinner party. Do people do that anymore? They probably do. I'm not invited. Maybe we're just
1: not there yet, age wise. Maybe that's in the next five to seven. I don't know. This Thanksgiving we extended the large table for the first time. It was
0: great. Extra room for sides. <laughs> 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 this is the most boring thing you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> it was real easy to we do. We put too. the leaf in the table.
1: Oh, it's actually a very intricate system to, to insert it in this one. It's already there. That's why we
0: never do it.
1: Oh, just have to lock it in place next time. That way it doesn't start moving while you're at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike was the other character that I thought was really the most fleshed out. Everyone was a little flat as far as characters. Maybe Beth was the eccentric older lady who's got ketamine yeah, and essential with oils. <laughs> yeah, her
1: little... It's got passion fruit and a dash of ketamine. bitch. So it's fucking ketamine. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder Lee went and took a nap. Oh, yeah. must have been a wild nap. Must have been a good nap.
0: Yeah. I'm in a kale.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, Beth was, Beth did her thing a little much at times. And I didn't get some of the attitude that was there from the beginning. What was it between like Beth, Lori, Emily and Lori understood, but Beth
0: and Lori was like, "Ah, y'all are just feisty. Maybe uh, Beth just didn't like Lori. Maybe she was like, let me bring this bitch here, my friend here. I, I wanted to appreciate Hugh. Like I wanted to be a Hugh fan. Hugh was like a guy I wouldn't like, but he was really, he had his head on straight. Yeah, he had a pretty good process for everything when the the questions started to arise. His brother was the quantum physicist. And despite the relatively simple quantum physics, yeah. I think that's what you have to do to really... Well, they were probably happy that when this comet passed, all the
1: trucks didn't go crazy and the blenders and the... Soda machines. That's true. Yeah, now,
0: last time the comet passed, there was a lot more vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, and then there was that time that everybody turned into zombies and the pet shop boys were in the mall. I really liked everybody's fucking reaction when they would... When there was a realization. I almost wondered if that was where they started the evening that day. Mm -hmm. Like, there was always a realization and everybody was trying to get into it and put everyone back in the room together.
1: Well, and then you realize that there's multiple houses. Then you're like, okay, there's three. Then you're like, oh, fuck, how many houses are there? And then you're like, wait. Who was I tracking? There definitely came a point in the movie where I stopped tracking everyone. I was you like, have to. You
0: have to let it go. You have to
1: let it go because you're not meant to hang on that tight and try and do like the card trick. You know, like, oh, where's the Ace of Spades? You know what I mean? Like You got to let go of that card. You got to the dark spot in the street. And you just got to realize, hey, assume that this is R.M. and that M kind of has an idea of what her goal is at this point.
0: Do you think you'd be able to kick your own ass? Ooh. I mean, she sneaks up on herself. But yeah uh mike brings up that very good point she tries to keep mike from going over there and stopping himself so hardcore yeah she's like no you're gonna find you not could i kick my own ass but do i think i could take myself if you came from one of the angrier households yes
1: some of those guys were just cream puffs though they were just like well there was that one house where they got two
0: of them had them tied up yeah that's what i'm saying some houses were way more intense I Way liked, more intense. And I wish that I could have gotten all those things. But I think them just showing you a little bit of it was really important. It could have gotten so much more out of control. And I want to say, like, with more budget and stuff like that, this is a $50,000 movie. Five days. Man, yeah, they did well. This is one of the high points of streaming for me. I may never have found this
1: movie otherwise. I was blown away the first time I watched it. You know, a little disappointed because it wasn't Julian Anderson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they did a great job. This one in uh, Pawnee Pool, or probably Pinnacle Streaming Finds, that I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to watch that. had no idea what it was. Pawnee Pool fucking rules. But anytime a dinner party movie comes up, if you tell me it's horror or something, I'm going to watch it. I like the setup. You don't get a lot of surprise, but I think that's cooler because it's one thing that you can just do a lot of stuff with. And I think this setup in this movie was used to a really extensive degree to... Really think about what it was. And then he didn't have to worry about any of that other stuff. Everybody's reactions and what they say to each other. Well, and by
1: completely killing somebody in one of the other universes, does that cause an even bigger ripple in the long run once
0: it's done? I I don't know, but I have a lot of... Questions that I, that I want answered, but I like having them. Just put on two rings. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry if you haven't seen it. I mean, IMDb score was 7.2, so the people did like it.
0: Yeah, and Patton Oswald recently tweeted about it mm-hmm. and it revived its popularity. Well, and Rotten Tomatoes had a, what the audience and the critics' score were both in the 80s. I think it deserves higher. You yeah, higher than the 80s? Just by simply how good it is for what it was and how it was made. But it didn't actually have Jillian Anderson in it. They imagine, didn't take her out of the movie.
1: Imagine
0: if it would have still had Jillian Anderson in it. I think the the level of actor all these people are really sold that you were looking at the plot. I, so
1: Emily Wright, I kept wanting to see her as uh, Sarah Polly, I think her name was, from like the zombie movie, Dawn of yeah, the Dead yeah. and Go. I kept seeing her as Sarah Polly and I was like, it's not her. Like, that's not her. Just let it go. She would be a lot older than her, I think. Yeah.
0: They're all around 30.
1: Yeah, she was She was probably 30. Beth, or Lee. Sorry, I keep getting Beth and Lee mixed up. Beth was not 40. Hugh was the
0: old man. Hugh was the old I mean, man. Amir we probably around 30. Well, something. and even
1: what's his name? Uh, Kevin. Wait, was it Kevin?
0: That's the guy I think I've seen the most. Morris Sterling was that him is that that that's yeah but I looked him up and I was like I don't know man I think you're just one of those dudes yeah he's like a knockoff Dermot Mulroney yes yeah he's like uh the poor man's Aaron uh,
1: Dermot Mulroney (laughs) Aaron (laughs) you're gonna say Aaron Aaron Eckhart Eckhart, weren't you yeah you can't leave it alone no you know and he kind of looks like that other dude too who was the guy who played the Flash in the 90s I have no idea yeah I don't remember that guy's guy's name kind of looks like if Somehow two dudes could have a kid, because people always say that. It's like if Tom Hanks and Mel Gibson had a kid, how would they have a kid? It's Tom Hanks and Mel Gibson. You can't touch tips and make magic happen.
0: I mean, Arnold okay. Schwarzenegger had a baby.
1: With the maid? No. Oh. no. <laughs> it's only because Danny DeVito was his doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> Sorry, that one's been a long time. Uh, yeah. Man,
1: when's the last time I watched
0: that? I f- always feel like watching Arnold Schwarzenegger comedies around Christmas, though.
1: We do Jingle All the Way every year. I
0: usually don't watch that one.
1: Apparently that was like Olympia and her parents, like one of their go-tos was Jingle All the Way.
0: Yeah, and sometimes I get in the mood to watch like a, a, a police officer and a kid movie. Because <laughs> there were a bunch of them. I think Cop and a Half and... uh Kindergarten cop are the the ones that stick out. Cop the and a half was Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds and the yeah. little black kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then uh, yeah, kindergarten cop always. It's not a tumor.
0: We got way off. Yeah, we're. Uh, if... Oh Wednesday,
1: I haven't started Wednesday yet. <laughs>
0: we got way off. Let's change the subject. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs>
1: Okay, back to the glow sticks. They started creeping in the green glow sticks like a oh, third house. Okay, so there was a third color glow stick. Well, that's... he had multiple boxes. Well, but they were three colors. Red, blue, green. And the big thing at the
0: beginning is like you knew which house you were in because was the red open or the blue open. I think they didn't want to show you there was more than one house too quickly. Because that would have confused me. Yeah. I, I love this heavy shit. It
1: has to be have a starting point. But then once they start in it, the first introduction to the green, I think wasn't just a glow stick. It was when she's she goes to grab her notebook and there was already green written down. That's right. Yes. And that's when she was like, Oh fuck, I'm not in the right house. Wasn't it? Yeah. That was one of her she, I'm in a different place because she was like, Wait, I just wrote this. The first one she realized it was her handwriting, the That was
0: right after she went out to her car.
1: I think so. Came back and was already having a moment. But when she came back from her car and knew that that wasn't her Kevin, she immediately like looked at the Kevin in the room. She just didn't acknowledge it with the group that like, oh, I saw another Kevin outside.
0: Yeah. And did she see him kissing his ex in the hallway? So or was she,
1: that just the camera angle? She was aware of it. I fr- I'm i not sure who they were trying to imply was watching.
0: I got a little confused there, and I did not hit rewind again. I was like, don't do it. Because just- I know that happened, and then she went and got the ring out of the car and put but it on. But then she acted like Lee told her that it happened Yeah, she definitely was aware it happened. And we may be making it sound confusing if you haven't seen the movie. You should definitely watch it. It's part of the getting lost and being like, okay, I give up. I'm just going to submit. It's like taking LSD. If you fight it, you're not going to have a good time. But if you let it take you, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) Because I don't even think the dialogue was all that important. It was important that everyone was talking at once. Yeah. And uh, because really, they could have gone into an upstairs bedroom and like stood with their backs to each other with knives and they would have been fine. All you really had to do was stay inside and make sure that
1: nobody kills you. Stay inside smaller room, bring the supplies with you. Maybe this room's close to a bathroom so nobody has to go too far and you can see the bathroom door. Make sure all the doors and windows are locked.
0: If they didn't keep leaving, there wouldn't have been so many of them. They were generating copies.
1: Amir and Hugh started it all with the mixing. I'm convinced
0: it started with Amir and Hugh. I wondered too when they went outside the first time and they saw the house Mm -hmm. and then they came back and the glass was broken. They didn't go outside and come back to a different house right then. Well, not just that, but as a marker to kind of track throughout the movie, the
1: green glass was in there when they were washing dishes and talking and it was back together. So you're like, oh, this isn't the same house. Well, you think they'd
0: have multiples. Well, no.
1: So in the one where they're drying it and she puts it on the counter and then later when you see it, there's only one green. All the rest are like champagne glasses or wine glasses. There's only one green dish they ever show. Like that
0: was Lee's favorite glass or something something, like that.
1: yeah but yeah because at one point when they're doing dishes they set it down and it's the only one and then later in one of the last houses m goes in it's there again the only green one and it's not broken so it's kind of like this you're still not in that house i did follow the green glass that happened
0: earlier than everything else. that
1: was very early because they come back in and they're like i don't remember that being broken so maybe
0: you're right maybe they just need to go outside to some degree, something changes. Something going to change. If it's not being watched, like the Schrodinger's cat thing. If you're not watching it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why. Oh. The phone thing was weird, too, because like one of the Hughes phones still worked and he showed it to him and her phone broke the moment she arrived. So I wonder if the changes didn't start happening much <gasps> earlier. Whoa, that's right. Hers was like the first one. She was in the car driving, still
1: driving. So at the end, who do you think calls Kevin? That's a good question. Because her phone broke. At the, so this is obviously. It could have
0: been wa- like a a universe where. In real life, she, she had never Verizon, arrived. In that one, she had
1: AT&T and the coverage was so much
0: better. <laughs> Sorry. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but what if she ended up in one where the her never arrived and then one arrived and then she took her place. But then, then another that, one, that one had never arrived. But the original one had never arrived. Yeah. It could be any of those things. And it could have just started way earlier than when the power went out. Because we just assume that's when it started. But her phone broke earlier. Well, and did the comet, even though it's the next day and it's daylight, does it ever stop? The Earth
1: finally made a Well, with the
0: time jumps, it could still be happening behind the arrow of time. Like back there, there's always this But where does the ripple stop? When the comet passes... The ocean has no walls. Some of it still has to keep moving forward. It wasn't a bootstrap paradox where you get to the end of it and or you like go back in time and have sex with your grandmother and then. No, but with infinite possibilities, it's infinite, right? Well, not in this particular case, because it, it's about coherence and them seeing all of the universe happening on top of each other for a period of time. So eventually that would still have to stop. But who said that's what I was saying was who said it has to be a period of time. I mean, the time travel part of me kicks in there and is like, whatever happened, happened. It had to, because that still has to be true. But even if there's, there's a, a cutoff, million possibilities. But that's basing on everything on the fact that there would be a cutoff. Well, there was a little bit of offset time, mm-hmm. right? So in each universe, time has to keep moving forward. And even if somebody from a different time stream came over to your time and displaced you, I think as far as physics go, there shouldn't be two in the same place at the same time. They should trade mass when they switch to another one. But like uh, from the perspective of the future, Emily that wakes up in the morning, whatever happened last night had to have always happened that way no matter what. Like say she could go back in time and go to a time before she went to the house. Even if she went back and did things to stop everyone from going to the house, they always would have had to go to the house. That's how like time travel works in my brain. Yeah, that's one of the outcomes. So it has it but there's to multiple universes. Yeah. The rules of physics in each universe remain the same. They have to. That that doesn't change possibilities. It's everyone's uh que- it's kind of like the question of like Is there fate? There's only so many decisions you can make in each moment. Yeah. Everyone came to the party with the same set of decision-making skills in every universe. It's when they started to split up and create stumps, as they say, to dehumanize them. (laughs) and Be racist against yourself from other universes. Fringe shit. I've been watching Fringe, that's for sure. This is the stuff I like thinking about, though. I want a movie that makes me think about paradoxes. That's my favorite kind of shit. I love trying to figure it out. And I've heard that the director can give you exact moments where the splits happen. He thought of them, all of them. He mm-hmm. talks about it with Patton Oswalt. Apparently on Vimeo, for like $3, you can watch the director talk about the movie and all the little splits, For which I should have done. Now One of these days, I'll watch it. it. Yeah, well, I just I just didn't have time. It's Thanksgiving week. We're kicking off this dinner party movie. I'm tr- still trying to figure out what the series is, and we'll figure it out as we go along. And then we'll have more series. We'll have a nice bone structure for what a series is. You would like the structure of a bone. I like I like finding patterns. No patterns are good. There's that movie with uh you know the tall guy, Russell Crowe. Yeah, <laughs> the other one. Your face when I said Russell Crowe was like. Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, he was in Virtuosity. Yeah, I loved it. But I, man, I miss putting sections together in a video store, though. I just miss uh, reshelving movies. I like the dinner party the most. They can't all be heady like this. I don't know if it'd be a special. Because when they do multiverse shit in Marvel movies and stuff, I am so unimpressed. They're still doing it. But when you do it like this, I'm always so impressed. Like Primer. Did you ever see Primer? I didn't. Uh. Primer is just, there's just two dudes in the movie. It's sort of a time travel thing. They make a time travel machine to get things done. It was on my
1: list at one point. That's why I didn't watch it. I was like, wait, I watched it. No, I'd put it on a list at some
0: point. It might still be on one of the lists, to be honest with you. But I think that making a big idea like this really simple is the way to go. Go with the Twilight Zone. You know? This movie's way better than Phase 87 of Marvel. And I have nothing against Marvel movies either. I don't have anything against Fast and the Furious movies or Marvel movies. It must be so hard to write one that's good, though. Believe me, I tried that first book. The no. first book I wrote, Jumping Between Universes and Time Being Off, and mm-hmm. I got really confused, and it was a mess, and I started to write something else. One day. Maybe one day. Oh, it'll be a drawer book forever. One day you'll crack open the red glow
1: stick to do it.
0: I'm going to get a box of glow sticks and I'm going to set it on my desk just for that.
1: (laughs) But make sure they're all the same color. Don't get a
0: box of rainbow glow sticks. You might get confused. I also think accidentally we picked some of my favorite things. Next we're doing The Invitation. A little culty. And then I don't know what Silent Night is. I haven't read the description. I want to be surprised. Don't look up anything. This is going to be a really fun month of movies. Yeah, I'm stuck on another Kieran Knightley one right now. Dead Man's Chest. The Matthew Modine one.
1: <laughs> dustin hoffman
0: until next time when we watch the invitation have a nice dinner yum <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us for the last video store clerks podcast be sure to leave a rating and subscribe you can find us on twitter at last clerks instagram at the last video store clerks and you can find scott at DispatchesFromThePit.com.